James. And this is another formulaic table read. Row. <laughs> what are we doing this time, James? Oh, it's a little Ruby Roo. Oh, but we've done that before, James. Oh, but this is a different one. There's so many different Scooby-Doo's. You got a pup named Scooby-Doo. You got Scooby Scrap. You got Shaggy Scooby Show. You have what's new Scooby-Doo, which is what we're doing right now. You have Velma. Do you like Velma? A lot of people didn't seem to, but if you get past that third episode, <laughs> it gets pretty cool. That is a lot of Scooby-Doo's, and you could have actually made up some Scooby-Doo titles, and I would not have known. <laughs> so I many. mean, some of them are technically just highly paraphrased. I don't think it's the Scooby... I, it might be actually the Shaggy and Scooby show. That one's weird. Yeah, there's Scooby and the Doos. There's look in here for a Scooby snack. Oh, uh, there's Scooby in pajamas. <laughs> there's Scooby in pajamas. Uh-huh. There's light up a Scooby. I love that one. It's weed themed. That actually sounds really good. They could get Snoop Dogg and Scooby-Doo together. Oh, damn. You know, he'd be like, I'm going to pimp slap this dog. <laughs> I I don't know that he would do that. He would. Remember, well, he was a pimp, okay? Pimps don't slap dogs. That's <laughs> not a common yeah. pimp. Anyway, I'm not introduced yet. Sorry. No, you're right. Pimps aren't known for slapping dogs. That I feel like I would have heard about in the news. Anyway, are you trying to refer the term as bitches? Pimp slaps bitches? Thank you, Pearl. Oh, James is clever. Scene. That's what that... Oh. I mean, it's terrible, James. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a great... I'm, not, no, I'm actually not... I was just saying he would pimp slap this dog. Just like, that would be funny. To enough, see, about, to see enough about slapping Snoop dogs. Dog? He'd say, I'm the real Snoopy dog here. Oh, no. And then Snoopy comes and then Snoopy smacks him. I love how I'm like, we're going to do a quick little intro. And then it's we been two minutes. Oh, you're right. My brain moves really quick. fast. I'm actually like, you know, when in Futurama, when Fry drinks 100 espressos or something, and then the mm -hmm. whole world's moving in slow motion for him. That's what how I feel a lot of the time. So, and people are like, only two minutes have passed. I'm like, it felt like a year. Anyway, we're going to be reading this script Written by James, talked out by me and James, live on Twitch, on James's Twitch channel. It's Scooby-Doo, Three Strikes in Your Turkey. Anyway, I'm Shelby. You know that. I'll be playing the role of Velma. And I'm James. You know that. I'll be reading the role of The Many Scene Directions. Hello, everyone. I'm Tyler, King of Wizards, Burger Burquist. Some people call me MC Deep, but that's only so that you guys who are listening probably will know who I even am. I'm uh, playing the role of Fred and uh, MC Dracula. My name is Louise, and I'm James's big sister. I'm playing the role of Louise, and um, I'm just a janitor. You, you can find me in your nearest bathroom. <laughs> He's there right now. <laughs> Go check. I'm Presley. I'm playing the role as Daphne. You can sometimes catch me on Instagram or Facebook at Presley Bracken or macabre underscore reskid. And I do the height of horror and parents under the stairs. Excellent podcast. Check them out. Hello, I'm Pearl, also known as Torchyberry on Twitch as well as Instagram. You can find me on my other Instagram at 
Pearl NP10. I'm playing Belinda. Hi, I am Sean. I will be playing Shaggy. Listen to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, and you will hear me again. Or twitch.tv slash Goose Von Kaiser, and more of my voice will enter your ears, and you'll go, thanks. I'll be like, yeah. I'm Corey, everyone, uh, Nomads101 on Twitch, where I promise I stream sometimes. And don't shake your head, James. And you can find me at Nomads101TV on Twitter. And I'm also a DM and now player over at Hit It or Crit It. Hit It and Crit It. I can't even say my own podcast's name. Today, I will be playing Scooby-Doo. Ooh, title roll. That's and crazy, because so far you've had the best voice of all of us, and you're just going to be Scooby-Doo instead. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, you came on, I was like, this guy's got a good voice, and then, oh, I'm going to be Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I, when I was originally Scooby-Doo, I had plenty of takes, so this is, I'm not even going to sound half as good as I did last time. You'll be fantastic. <laughs> I have no worries. Hi, I'm the fourth bro on Twitch on YouTube, I just kind of do random stuff. Today I'll be playing the role of Joe Gatto. Um, not really sure how to do his voice, uh, so <laughs> it, it's probably just going to be my own. And uh, yeah, I've been on here a few times, so I'm more often on here than I am on my own streams. Hi, my name is Mars. You can find me at Mars Art Swede on Instagram and Tumblr. That's Mars with a Z. I also recently started a Legend of Zelda fan comic called Hero of the Arena, and I will be playing the roles of Brogan and Luke Dookie. <laughs> Perfect name. All right. I think that's it. Without further ado, let's get started on the table read for Scooby-Doo, Three Strikes and Your Turkey. Exterior, drop-a-deuce theater, night. A large turn-of-the-century theater stands ominously, piercing through the eerie night sky. Even the lowest points of the building tower the nearby businesses in the small downtown space of Muskegon, Michigan. The storefronts are well-kempt as darkness looms over the area, only lit by flashes of lightning because the township stupidly decided to stop powering every streetlight throughout the city. <laughs> Thunder rolls through the roads, breaking the silence. The marquee of the theater reads, Tonight, Impractical Jokers, Joe Gatto. Tomorrow, The Vanga Boys. Next week, Howard the Duck, part 15 and 35 millimeter. Interior, drop a deuce theater stage moments later. We push in on two night shift cleaners, working tirelessly through the night to cleanse the theater after an uproarious <laughs> week of performances from the former impractical joker, Joe Gatto. The seats are empty, but a presence can be felt. A presence can be felt. That's an insane clown posse thing. In the Whoa. eerie Victorian theater, painted with deep browns and yellows that are so beautiful it doesn't give <laughs> off the vibes of poo-poo or pee-pee. 
we close up on the two cleaners. One, a small woman in her mid-30s, actually, I mean early to mid-30s, covered in tattoos. The other, an even smaller boy in his mid-aughts. He looks like he could tackle a rat real good. They chat casually as a mother-son custodial crew would. (laughs) It sure was nice of the boss to let you work here, Brogan. Wouldn't think they let a four-year-old around strong chemicals. I believe you mean four years young, mother. Yeah, sorry. Four years young. We really got to stop letting you watch entertainment tonight with your nana. You can take the gossip off the screen, not out of the boy. And it's not the boss that lets me work. It's the GOP dismissing the plight of the proletariat, finding cheap labor wherever they can. Brogan, what did I say about the Marxism? (sighs) Not while we're working and never around grandpa. Exactly. Now back to work, bub. We're a two-income household. The two begin cleaning for a beat. They pick up popcorn bottles, soda boxes, and the discarded women's underwear the locals threw at Joe Gatto during his performance. It was pretty cool. We got to see Joe Gatto last night. Love me some Gatto. And we wouldn't have been able to afford it if Governor Gretchen got her way. If the left had it their way, I wouldn't need to work, mother. I'd be having a childhood. Take it from experience, bro. Childhood ain't all that cracked up to be. You get dishes thrown at your head or like your Uncle James, you could be. Jeez, mother, I think that's just specific to your upbringing. At this moment, an off-key melody chimes from the stage in the direction of a resting piano. What the heck was that? I, I don't know. But let's keep working. I I gotta go home and change out my binky because this one's spent. (laughs) Brogan spits out a pacifier resting in his mouth. It's somehow been sucked dry, brittle and crumbling, even though it was in his saliva-filled mouth. As his binky falls to the ground, we hear the dissonance from the piano once more. A light, misty fog can be seen slowly bellowing from inside the piano. Okay, I think it's our duty as cleaners to check on this. Our duties, not as cleaners, but amateur paranormal investigators, mother. And from past experience, it's probably just a mouse I can jump on. The duo begins to walk closer and closer to the piano. As they approach, Louise feels a vibration coming from her pocket. Who's calling at this hour? It's probably just Nana wanting to hear me breathe. (laughs) Let's go to the voicemail. Louise presses down on the phone from her jeans pocket. They approach further. However, the closer they get to the piano, now pouring out more fog, the vibrating continues at stronger, quicker intervals. Wait a second. Phone calls don't work like this. Louise pulls the phone from her pocket. We get a close-up on the smartphone. It's an alert from Phantasm, a paranormal app like Shazam, but for ghosts. It's going nuts. Flashing serious paranormal presence detected. Recommendation? Run! 
She looks back at the piano and, rising up from the insides of the musical instrument, a ghastly entity in a jester-style outfit with mismatched patchwork holding it all together. Covering its head is a plague doctor's mask painted like Shaggy Two Dope's face paint Shangri-La era. It gestures towards them and begins to giggle a disconcerting cackle. The piano begins to play. Is that your phone again, Mom? No, I think the piano is playing for him. The ghost shakes its head from side to side and points down to the piano. The two small-time ghost hunters peer around the keys and see ghostly white little piggy toes tickling the ivories. Brogan and Louise look at each other, back to the ghost, and back to each other. There is a small beat. Run! Before the two can run, the trickster pulls up his mask, which reveals a beaming white light that flashes into the camera that fades, then transitions into the theme song. Oh, it's simple plan. They're the greatest rock and roll band that will ever be. Exterior. (laughs) Plum's parking lot the following morning. Mystery Inc. is exiting local grocery store chain Plum's through sliding double doors. Fred, Daphne, and Velma all hold a couple bags in their arms while Shaggy and Scooby trail behind them with food stacked high in their baby-holding arms, as food is their baby. They start heading towards the mystery machine to put away their purchased goods while Shaggy and Scooby stand in the middle of the freshly paved parking lot housing food. I'm so glad we could stop in Muskegon for a few days to hit up the bowling alleys. Yeah, Daphne, it's a paradise for lifetime leaguers like us. And for punk rock enthusiasts. This used to be the home away from home for underground rock legend Gigi Allen. And home while at home for famous punk rock venue, The Ice Pick. That seems a little out of character for you, Velma. I didn't know you were a punk. No, I'm not. I just heard some kids scream about it on a podcast once. Or twice. They actually come to think of it too many times. Well, the counterculture can have their ice picks because we're here for some nice splits. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby, who have been in the background throwing food into each other's mouths, perk up. Did someone say splits like banana splits? Banana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you boneheads, like a 710 split. Focus, it's bowling time. Yeah, you two. We've wasted too much time getting food, and we could have been bowling. They have food at the alley. You got a pregame, dude. And if you want bowling, okay, Scoob, go long. Shaggy grabs a bunch of ball-shaped foods. First, it's a nut-crusted cheese ball. He throws it directly into Scooby's mouth. Scooby licks his lips with delight. Steerick one. Shaggy then underhand tosses double-dipped chocolate malt balls, all landing in perfect unison into Scooby's malt. Malt? No, Scooby's mouth. Now that's what I call a double. And finally... Shaggy pulls out a fully cooked rotisserie turkey, winds up for the pitch, and throws it into Scooby's now unhinged jaw. (laughs) Rogue Gutter Balls were wrist runner ball. (laughs) 
You gotta see it in the text, or hopefully we'll have subtitles. As soon as the turkey subtitles on a podcast, yeah, subtitles. We'll post the script, guys. As soon as the turkey lands into Scooby's mouth, his body forms the shape of a bowling pin, splits into ten Scooby-colored pins, then breaks like a thunderous strike. Ha! Now that's what I call a turkey, Scoob. We're leaving you in the parking lot. We turn to Fred, Velma, and Daphne walking through the double doors of the bowling alley. Scoob, we gotta beat bowling shoot feet. Run on pins, Raggy. Run pins. (laughs) (laughs) Interior Sherman Street Bowling Alley moments later. Mystery Inc. walks through the Sherman Street bowling alley with Shaggy not far behind carrying a mesh bag full of Scooby pins thrown over his shoulder. The bowling alley is quaint by your everyday standards, but magical to a leaguer. There are 15 lanes, all unused besides one where a mother and child, Louise and Brogan, are sitting. To the far right, we see a dining area in front of a small kitchen space. To the left is the front counter where you can pick up shoes and racks for the pool tables further to the right. At the far left, we see a small room with a sign above it reading Arcade and Games. Then further left are the restrooms and big double doors with a sign above it reading To the Drop-A-Deuce Theatre. The gang head to the front counter and ring the bell. Before the first bell can fully bellow, a disheveled man in his mid-thirties comes from the small back room housing the assortment of shoes. He has a name tag that reads Manager Luke Dookie. Howdy, folks. Uh, Luke's the name. How can I help you today? We'd like a lane. Five balls and eight shoes. Five balls, I'm only seeing four of you. Our fifth is right here. Just gotta turn him back into dog shape. (laughs) Shaggy is currently smushing the Scooby pins back together. Eight down, two to go. You don't see that every day. A lot of stuff we normally don't see, we're all of a sudden seeing these days. Ain't that right, Brogan? We pan to Brogan and Louise sitting together at the nearest lane. That's right, mother. We pan back to the gang. What's that all about? Ah, don't be bothered by them. Just the local mother-son custodians who claim they saw a ghost last night in the theater next door. We pan to Scooby, who has just popped back into dog shape. Roast? Scooby shatters back into ten pins. Ditto, Scoob! Shaggy shatters into ten shaggy-colored pins. Brogan and Louise approach the gang. We're telling you the truth. We saw a ghost. It was the tone-deaf trickster. As ghost hunters, perfect. We can finally catch a spirit and prove their existence to the world. We'll be as cool as Zach Bagan. But, mother... You must remember the code of conduct set forth by paranormal sisterhood. We observe, we collect evidence, we even scream at the ghost like Zach Baggins, but we never, no matter how lucrative, capture the ghosts. You're right, bro. You are mother's beckoning light in the darkness of unethical games. 
<laughs> Brogan and Louise hug like only a mother and son should, with hover hands, room in the middle, and not touching whatsoever. <laughs> Sounds like we have a mystery on our hands, gang. Bowling can wait. Mr. Dookie, can we see the theatre? Uh, uh, of, of course. Um, Belinda, the owner of the drop of deuce will be in shortly. If you want to bowl a little in the meantime, I'll let you know when she's here. Sounds good. Shaggy, Scooby, quipping pins already. Shaggy and Scooby pop back into their normal shapes, except Shaggy is dog-shaped and Scooby is human-shaped. They look at each other, blush for a second, then pop back into their usual forms. Okay, but we are not doing any of that trickster stuff. Count us out. Yeah, round us round. Speaking of counting, I got two numbers I gotta take care of after eating all that parking lot food. Scoob, let's head to the dumper. Yeah, the rumper for my rumper. Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> head towards the bathroom between the bowling alley and the theatre. Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley Hallway. Moments later, Shaggy and Scooby head towards the bathroom. On their way, they peer into the arcade and game room. Mrs. Pac-Man cabinets line the wall. It's nothing but Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> Whoa, Scoob. It's our favorite game and aspirational goal, Mrs. Pac-Man. Well, I love her while well, she rushes reach. As the two begin to leave, they hear a small crumbling motion and see popcorn ceiling bits fall to the floor. They look up and in the far left corner of the room is a ghoulish man dressed exactly like the Phantom of the Opera, but he has a pot belly and is giggling like he just pulled a prank on someone. The two jump up in fear and turn around only to run into Louise and Brogan right away. Ghost! The ghost! He haunts us, dude! Louise and Brogan excitedly peer into the arcade. As soon as their eyes meet the phantom, they start to chuckle along with this ghoulie. <laughs> That's no ghost. That's former impractical joker Joe Gatto. Yeah, he's been here since his show. We went to Scribs Pizza, slipped on a banana peel, and landed face first into one of those steamy greasies. He's harmless, and it's cool he's here. I personally would have preferred Q, but that's just me. Same, but I'm a Sal guy myself. He runs from things just like me. Ain't that the truth, but I'm off to the dumper. Be right back, bro. <laughs> Louise leaves the restroom while Brogan heads to the arcade. We hear him asking Joe Gatto how cool Brooke Shields is. She's very cool. Brooke Shields is one of the best guests on Impractical Jokers. That's why she's in here. She's also Brooke fucking Shields. Right? No explanation necessary. I didn't realize she was on Impractical Jokers. I thought it was just Brooke Shields. Oh, no. About. Brooke Does Joe Shields, Gatto Brooke have Shields. any lines, or did we invite Forth here for nothing? I have two at the very end. Don't okay. worry about He's it. He's got some. He's got some. <laughs> well, I guess it's safe for us to hit the dumper, Scoob. Raggy, I run so red. I already run. <laughs> Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
While Shaggy and Scooby are in the restroom, the gang spends time bowling. After a few frames, the entrance doors swing open. Running is is a big-bosomed businesswoman talking on two cell phones and two <laughs> blue teeth at the same time. She's what all women aspire to be, professional and putting their father to shame. This is Belinda Buttkiss. Don't paint it green. I said paint it blue. I'll be so sad if you don't paint it for me. Do as I say and as I do. I painted it blue for you while you were sleeping, so you're fired. She hangs up on all the devices, stops in the middle of the main pathway of the alley, and drops her fists to her sides. And someone tell me why every door to this theater is chained and locked shut. I demand answers, please. Your uh, cleaners did that, Belinda. I'm guessing to keep in the ghost they claim they saw. Belinda walks up to the front counter to speak with Luke. He motions towards the gang to talk to Belinda. So that's what the texts were about. Belinda shows Luke text messages from Louise reading, There's a ding-dang ghost. We locked the entity inside. Followed by photos of every entranceway chained up. Well, that seems self-explanatory. Oh, are you the new Hackley librarian to replace the old one? She was asking for a living wage, and I said no. And I thought my parents were rich tyrants. Belinda appears out of nowhere between Fred and Daphne. Did you say something about Tyrannosaurus? We have a dinosaur, too. No wonder no one is coming to see the Venga Boys tonight. I'll be ruined. Mm, nothing to worry about. These kids here say they're mystery solvers and are willing to help. Want to let them into the theater? What a relief. Free teen labor. The American way. Come right this way, kids. Belinda gestures towards the double doors of the theater and the gang follows. Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley bathroom. Meanwhile... Shaggy and Scooby walk into the small three-stalled bathroom. It's a 70s-looking bathroom. White walls, checkered vinyl flooring, and ashtrays next to each toilet and sink. Shaggy walks to the closest urinal in hopes to pee-pee. The radio in the bathroom <laughs> plays Alice DJ's Better Off Alone. As Shaggy unzips, the radio fuzzes out and a cold, dissonant melody plays. Thick fog rolls from underneath the middle stall. Scooby sees the horror and starts poking Shaggy's shoulder. Raggy? What's the matter, Scoob? You see a ghost or something? Shaggy turns around slowly as the stall door creaks open. Emerging from the fog creeps the tone-deaf trickster. It motions to start screaming. However, Shaggy and Scooby hold up their index fingers. Well, hold on, Mr. Trickster, sir. Can't I converse with my friend here? Uh, oh, okay. The two huddle together and begin to whisper. Scoob, my friend? We're in a pickle. A pickle? Oh, man. A pickle will be so nice right now. Wait. <laughs> no, not that. Scoob, 
I don't think we do our usual pranks of dressing up like ladies and fooling the ghost. We can't trick a trickster, you know. What do we do? Point behind him. Scream fire. Then run. Runs like a run. Shaggy and Scooby emerge from their huddle, looking confident and poised. They take a deep breath, point behind the trickster, and... Fire! The trickster looks behind him, only to see a foggy wall. After a beat, he looks back to the boys, only to find they've run out so quickly their clothes slash collar are suspended in the air, then zoom out the door following them. The trickster screams in dismay. Real quick, I wrote that in the this current exchange because I saw how long the script already was. I was like, I don't have time to write a like little vaudevillian act they usually do. <laughs> so interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley, same time. Fred, Velma, and Daphne are walking towards the bathroom following Belinda when Shaggy and Scooby run out and into the team. What is the meaning of this? And why has that boy wet himself? As Shaggy stands up, we can see he's <laughs> peeping his slacks. Jesus. That's not important, ma'am. We saw him. We saw the trickster. He's right here in the bathroom. Finally, gang, some action. Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley bathroom day. The gang piles into the bathroom. The middle stall door is closed. The ghost, the trickster, he's in there. I'll be the judge of that. Roma, roll! Velma opens a stall door to reveal an empty space in a clean, slightly dewy dumper. <laughs> oh, I get it. You had a ghost poop. Take it from me. You still want to bidet yourself off, even if the poop disappeared down the pipe. That's concerning, Daphne. Jinkies, look at this. Velma reaches down and picks up two canisters of bowling shoe spray. Blast off enough of this, you could make a lot of fog. <laughs> and kill a small dog from the chemicals. The gang is surprised as the left stall door opens and Louise emerges. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't this suspicious? You're here as the trickster leaves and the first to supposedly see him? Rarity, rock! I can explain. I came in here after eating a hot and spicy sub sandwich, enough jalapenos to singe any dumper. I got caught up reading the toilet material. Louise holds up a pro bowler magazine from 2003. Then I start getting lulled to sleep by some fog, which turns out might be poison from that can. And next thing I wake up, all of you here. Hmm, seems to check out. Let's meet back with Belinda and do some more searching. Well, you can get spooked yourselves. I've had all the scares I can have today. Suit yourself, scaredy dogs. Fred, Velma, and Daphne exit the bathroom. Shaggy leans towards Louise. So, this spicy sub you speak of. Oh no. <laughs> Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley Hallway Day. FVD, Fred, Velma, Daphne, leave the restroom to see Belinda mid-conversation with someone new. It's a younger, college-aged man with curly black hair and is very bombastic and excitable. Mr. MC Dracula, I've told you time and time again I'm not going to rent. 
lease, or sell any of my properties. They're like babies to me. Would you lease a baby? Ms. Buttkiss, we're not talking about babies. We're talking about investing in our babies. An all-ages venue is just what this town needs to get kids off the streets, doing drugs, and into safe spaces where they can scream away the grayness this city drinks into us all. Well, quite frankly, Mr. Dracula, I like the grayness. Our brains are gray, so the more the merrier. Fine, but this isn't the end of our conversation. I just need to leave for a second. I need to protest all the animal product testing this city allows. <laughs> That's real, Muskegon guys. <laughs> <laughs> MC Dracula leaves. Belinda motions towards the double doors to the theater. Hey, kids, the theatress is all yours. Go catch me a ghost. Thanks, Miss Buttkiss. Let's go, gang. Hey, Belinda. Yes, librarian. What's up with this giant family tree placard on the wall out here between the bathrooms? Oh, that's the Dropadoose family tree. You see, before I bought the theatre, the Dropadooses owned it and the alley. The patriarch of the clan, Moose Dropadoose, and his wife, Loose Dropadoose, divorced. <laughs> 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 is divorce that funny to you? Yes. No, it's loose drop a deuce. Yeah. Moose drop a deuce and loose drop a deuce. Moose and loose drop a deuce. It's a loose deuce I got drop. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> what? That's my new nickname. <laughs> That's why I had to pause it. And I was like, I'm going to die right now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it was something brutal, very messy, enough to make a child go crazy. Well, out of spite to his wife and knowing she loved the theatre, she was a big Ray Stevens fan. He knew I was collecting properties like Pokemon and offered it to me on the spot. The rest is history. Interesting. What about the bottom of the tree? Right here, this entry is scratched out. Like I said, enough to make a child go crazy. Well, doodaloo, dogs aren't going to rinse, lather, and repeat themselves with untested human hair care products. Bye. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Interior, drop a deuce, theater stage, day. The gang walks into the empty, eerie theatre. Hello, Mystery Inc. Ah! Ah! <laughs> the gang turns around to see Brogan behind them. Oh, sorry to startle you there. Belinda wanted me to micromanage. I <clears throat> mean supervise while you're in the theater. Oh, don't mention it. Where's your mom, by the way? Oh, uh, she's on her vape break. Velma and Fred head up to the stage to inspect the piano Louise and Brogan said the ghost first appeared from. Jinkies, Velma. Jinkies indeed, Fred. Brogan, you know ghosts. They can move dusts and powders around, right? You got that right, ma'am. But they wouldn't leave toe prints. Ghosts, famously, don't have fingerprints. So my assumption would be <gasps> no toe prints. I think this mystery is coming together, right, Fred? 
As Velma's question leaves her lips, a thick fog followed by creepy tones of horror fill the space. Fred, Velma, and Daphne, as well as Brogan, peer up and descending from the rafters is the tone-deaf trickster. He stops a foot above the stage, then screams. All four run for the doors, leaving the trickster in their rear view. Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley, day. Shaggy and Scooby ahead to the Bowling Alley kitchen for some grub. Boy, Scoob, getting scared made me famished. Rah! Ruckery Ruiz wrote us about Rose Rub sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) This is hell. (laughs) (laughs) sweet to the taste burning to the butt luke doopie luke dookie pops up from behind the counter howdy y'all what can i get for you we'd like one of those spicy sub sandwiches we've been hearing about oh Sorry to tell you, kids, but because of the ghost attack, we haven't been able to restock the foods much. The vendors are too scared. Well, uh, what do you have? We'll take anything. Pretty much, we only have beer. Deer? Renison? No. Beer, pale ales, malts. Rakes? No, malt liquor, some pilsners. Some Pillsbury pastries, you say? Well, we're big fans of the Doughboy. Bruh, big fans. I'm just going to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Luke Dookie sinks back behind the counter, leaving Shaggy and Scooby hungry, wandering the alley. Belinda is walking back from the theater as MC Dracula is walking back in. They convene near Shaggy and Scooby. What is it now, Mr. Dracula? I'm dealing with the Venga Boy issue. No one wants to come out because of some ghost. Usually, we've got a lineup to Henry Street by now. We pan to the street-facing window where only one person, the Six Flags dude, is dancing to We Like to Party by the Venga Boys. This is what I'm talking about, Buttkiss. You need to diversify. If you had two venues, you'd not only bring in twice the money, but parents would be buying more tickets knowing they can just drop their kids off at my venue instead of paying out the butt for a babysitter. Although I do love teen labor, babysitters and whatnot, you may have a point. Let's talk business. The two leave the bowling alley as Shaggy and Scooby waste away at the double doors of the theater. The doors swing open, smashing into Shaggy and Scooby as Fred, Velma, Daphne, and Brogan come funneling out. Jeez, gang, here I thought bowling was a non-contact sport. Oh, oh, sorry about that, Shaggy, but I I think we just blew this case wide open. (laughs) That's your take. (laughs) (laughs) that's right and we're going to need some help with capturing this monster shaggy and scooby look dejected towards each other they sigh (sighs) just give us a scooby snack and let's get this over with 
Interior drop-a-deuce theater stage night. Shaggy and Scooby are dressed like Zach Bagans. Thick-rimmed glasses, <laughs> black muscle tee, and blue jeans. So blue it makes you feel cold. Both have changed their hairstyles to short and spiky. They both have handheld ghost-detecting devices. Geez, Scoob. If we can prove there's a for-real ghost in here... Well, Belinda would have to sell the property and claim this is a historic landmark. Rah! Let's rob Raymond for the Rickster to roll him so. Come out here and face us like a real ghost trickster. You know, growling, dripping with the ecto-goo. Mmm! Rectoroo! The room fills with fog and the piano starts playing what sounds like the melody of Wu-Tang Clan's cream. Oh, dang, Scoob. I think that d d dumb trickster is at the piano. I think we should rave, Raggy. No, Scooby. You and Shaggy need to lead the trickster to the ghost net Louise and Brogan set up to capture him. Well, what makes it a ghost net anyway? Uh, it's just a net until it catches a ghost. Then it becomes a ghost net. So go Zach Baggins on that piano, running swinging with recklessness. Now! Shaggy and Scooby run towards the piano, ready to swing, only to find the phantom of the alley sitting at the piano. He's startled and jumps from the seat. Oh, sorry, fellas. I was getting homesick for Staten Island, so I came here to play our national anthem. Anything by Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> totally cool, Mr. Joe Gatto. We're just relieved you're not the tone-deaf trickster. Nah, just an impractical trickster here. The tone-deaf one is right behind you. Joe Gatto points behind Shaggy and Scooby. As they turn, they see the trickster and start booking it towards the middle of the theater where the net is waiting high above. The trickster follows. Brogan goes to pull the net down only to realize his hands are too greasy from eating a spicy sub and misses the phantom altogether. Shaggy and Scooby run to where the gang was hiding with the trickster in tow and and we begin a chase montage. Woo. A chase montage begins. <laughs> the gang and the trickster are seen dodging and throwing sandbags. They run through racks of clothes, coming out dressed as Wizard of Oz characters. Scooby is Dorothy, of course. They run back through the rack and are all dressed in each other's clothing, running through once more to change into their normally animated attire. The team runs through the doorways to the alleyway. They dash into the shoe counter. Shoes fly through the air. They run along the lanes while bowlers throw balls at them. Finally... <laughs> Fred throws a ball at the trickster in the left furthest alley. It misses, but the trickster slips on a banana peel, throwing him into the pins that happen to be nailed down. This, of course, is the Hackley Memorial bowling lane. It's non-functional, but great for trapping a monster in a pinch. Interior, Sherman Street Bowling Alley, night. The gang is on the lanes next to the broken bone trickster. Now, Brogan! Ah! Brogan throws the ghost net on top of the trickster. Can't be too safe near a spirit. Belinda and MC Dracula run up to see what the commotion is all about. Oh my god. 
You trapped the trickster. We must seal him away in ghost jail immediately. This is no ghost, Miss Buckkiss. Velma removes the plague doctor mask from the trickster to reveal Luke Dookie. Luke Dookie. Or should we say Luther Dropadoose? Don't you dare call me that. I forsook that name ever since my hound of a father sold our theater to this hack. That's right. We were tiffed off first by the bowling shoe cleaner we found in the bathroom. Luke used those to create the fog he hid in to go from one place to another. Then we noticed the pro bowler magazines Louise had been reading were addressed to Luther Dropadoose. After Belinda said the selling of the theater was enough to make a son go nuts and the family tree being defaced, we knew he had to have changed his name in shame. Well, uh, actually, I, I changed my name to Luke Dookie because I, I love Green Day so much. The other stuff, though, is uh, 100% true. How would he fly and make our machines go wild? He must be a phantasm. It was as simple as magnets. Hundreds and hundreds of magnets lining his suit. All this to tank the theater so he could buy it back from Belinda and reunite his family's legacy once and for all. And I would have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for you meddling kids, that pants written dog, and this dang net. The gang all laughs as Luke Dookie wildly struggles to get out of the net, failing so miserably. That's so mean. <laughs> 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 what the? F- <laughs> Interior Dropadoose Theater night. The empty Dropadoose Theater is packed full of sound, lights, and non-toxic fog while the Vanga Boys play the acoustic version of Boom, 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 full of life but not bodies as we see only the gang, <laughs> MC Dracula, Belinda, Brogan, and Louise sitting far away from the stage as they watch the creepy Six Flags dude go nuts on the dance floor in front of the stage. I'm glad we could help out today, Belinda. Yes, thank you so much. If we could only have done it in time to get the word out... I'm not ruined, but I'm far from richer. Health and happiness is all that matters now, Belinda. I'm not sure we have either of those right now, Daff. Just look at that guy dance. We pan to the Six Flags guy, sweaty and exhausted with passion in his eyes. Yeah, I am not happy seeing this guy. Hell, I'm about to be sick if I see him for another second. That might just be the spicy subs you ate, guys. Real, real rare, Fred. I could reek around all day. The guys are right, Fred. I could use some spicy spice after the day we had. <laughs> yeah, let's go grab a bite to eat at Hobo's Tavern. I hear it's not just for basics now. And I can write this off as a business dinner because, Dracula, you and I are going to need to talk about turning the bowling alley into an all-ages venue slash babysitting job. (laughs) Free dinner! Let's go! The gang can be heard leaving as we slowly zoom in on the Six Flags dude. 
Once his face is fully framed, he grabs at the bottom of his jaw and pulls off a skin mask revealing a man, no, a mane, with his face fully covered in a black face mask. He winks into camera, this is Bugmane, skittle skaddle, face to black, the end. Face to black. Perfect. Wow, that was surely something everyone did an amazing <laughs> job i know we had some some typos i know we had some <laughs> things going on longer than we meant to i texted james last night and i was like who edited your stuff because i am a punctuation grammatical enthusiast i'm like who did this he's like ah just do whatever you want do whatever yeah, you want that would be no <laughs> one like, edited oh, that so you did it let me let me edit next time I did this. I had Google. I was like, all right, help me with these grammar and spelling things. And I just went through, which might be why some things were changed to different words, because I'm like, yeah, just do it, Google. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. Listeners, check out everyone online. They were all fantastic. I'm sure you know. So please uh, continue on following us. We'll be back after a month break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. James, do you want to do your outro? Yeah, real quick. Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday. But if you're a $10 patron, you get monthly exclusive content. And a lot of the people here have all been on that. Uh, the Patreon, it's all good. Woohoo! And you get your name shout out on every single free feed podcast if you're one of those $10 patrons. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, the Waz, Orion, former rapper, Defo, D-F-O, Jordan B, the Chaos Witch, my Bickle brother in common law, Joshua, Jacus, Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time, my mother, the woman which I emerged, and the woman which Louise emerged. Oh my God, we both came from the same vagina. <laughs> Lil Corey's BFF <laughs> and soon-to-be roommate, or soon-to-be former roommate, Shane, that fed. Hey, we were in a rap group with him, MC Deep, twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's core winning. Oh my God. R2 is Shelby 2 on Twitch. It's Shelby. Defoe and the Fetter in this? Yeah. Nice. And uh, you can follow me, uh, like James said, twitch.tv slash R2 Shelby 2. Follow everyone who was in this episode. We had such a great, amazing time. And thank you for listening to Formulaic. Uh, bye. 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 <laughs> thank you. This has been a Marshland Media and OK Owl production. Produced by me, James McCollum. And me, Shelby Sweeterman. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com or OKOwl.com. And for the best way to support this podcast, please visit Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single week. Thank you very much for listening. Wait, we're live right now? No, we wrote this live on stream. Oh, got it. (laughs) Gotta make sure everyone knows they're not live. You are being recorded, though. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And where can people find you online? Um, you know, man, I'm like, just like, however you want to, guys. If you're in Muskegon, you want to hang out. Like, don't, don't. I actually live in Grand Rapids instead. So if you're in Grand Rapids and want to hang out, like... Just hit me up, man. Like, I'll see you at shows and shit. I do a lot of theater out there. Okay, sounds good. Oh, yeah. We could discuss uh, the
the king of wizards face. It's been a lot of fun to to watch him. To watch your face. Admire himself in the viewfinder. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't I can't see that's all just break. That's all my reactions. I don't see my own face. I hid myself. Stop sucking on your bottom lip. <laughs> no, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Bleep. There will be a long beep right there. <laughs> real, the real fans know. The real fans know. Oh, yeah. As soon as the turkey lands in Scooby's... Th Wait, in Scooby's mouth? Why are some of these words messed up? That's what you get when you try and you write this it. all yeah. in Both of the words hours. that you messed up was mouth. <laughs> Maybe I accidentally did control F, replace mouth with throw. Replace mouth with different things. <laughs> yeah, there we you go. Were, but you replaced it with malt before and now throw. Yeah, it, it, that's probably what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, our fifth is right here. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was your best Sucked. yet. Thank you. That's disheartening, but thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of counting, I got two numbers I gotta take care of after eating all that parking lot foob. Foob, fuck me. Foob. <laughs> Keep it. Foob is not a word. Foob, Scoob. Foob can be a word. <laughs> I say foob all the time. So if that's I not mean, a word. We're, we're saying theatre, so. Right. Fuck it. Stop but, being such a foob, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You say these things and you don't know what they mean. Speaking on the internet. As long as we know what you're saying, that's all that matters. That's all that language is. This is all getting edited out. <laughs> no, leave it that's right my in, baby. saving grace is when I go to bed tonight, knowing that this will be edited out. Remember we when were too, we were too funny, Sean? We were so funny. They can't leave this on the cutting room floor. Also, it'll get added in at the end as the yeah. outtakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. are you guys laughing at something? Did I mess up? No, no I'm laughing because no. you said because you specified that he was going to pee pee. Oh, okay, all right. Because <laughs> you you wrote a you wrote a funny script. You wrote a yeah. funny script oh, for you're laughing. You're using ten year old language as like pee pee and poo poo. Of course, it's hilarious. Be funny, okay. read by as an adult. James, James, we would we, if you were messing up, we would tell you. We wouldn't just laugh at you. We're not okay. mean. <laughs> All right. As the performer playing Shaggy, I greatly appreciate you specifying what I'm doing at this urinal. Okay. <laughs> we go pee -pee. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fire. Fire. We should count to three. No, you're Why? good. You, 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 it was you perfect. Have... Move on. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not good. psychic like me. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Blast off enough of this. You should could make a lot. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's just a typo. I thought Shelby was going to read through this and be like, oh, yeah, here's some edits. Here's some edits. But I don't <laughs> I think that happened. You were very busy. All. I was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rarity rock. I think that I'm was sorry. I'm sorry. Was, wait, I, uh, I'm reading the script wait, as it is written. I do believe. I do believe that mm -hmm. was a, what you did a really good job, James. Thank you. Oh wait, I'm not James. Well, Sean, 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 James, Sean, that a, Sean, Sean, you did a lovely job of following instructions. Thank you. Yeah. Corey, can you take that line? Yeah, no problem. Uh, which one? Which one? Oh, yeah. 
Let me do one more. Let me do one more. Let me do one more. Since this character is based on me, I want to make it sound as cool as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his name's already MC Dracula. Like, you get a head start with coolness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rest up, Raymond, for the Ritzer. <laughs> you did make these Scooby lines kind of long, James. I got this. <laughs> Scooby has never really been known for moving the plot plot forward, particularly like the character. Okay. He is now. Just so you guys know, I've I believe I've seen more Scooby Doo than everyone. Yeah. He has many <laughs> lines. Are you um actually in us with your Scooby Doo knowledge? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm okay surrendering to James's Scooby-Doo knowledge in this one. I refuse to. You're wrong. <laughs> until you, you, the burden of proof falls on the person making a positive assumption, Jamo. I j- just love that Corey sounds like he's about to like go into battle for Frodo at Mordor. <laughs> yes. But Corey, right. do you want to try that line again? I got. I got. I got this. No you problem. You got this. Bruh. Let's rub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 